just really excited about the opportunity to uh, do this. Uh, so my name is Yuki. People call me Chef Yuki. I've been a private chef for 14 years. Uh, previously, I was a chef manager. I worked at a catering company, like a corporate catering gig. Um, and how I got started was that I was going to college and I needed a job on campus. And it was either the library or the kitchen, wiping tables, because my, roo- my roommate was wiping tables. So I went and wiped tables because who the hell wants to be working in the library? But that probably would have turned out to be a pretty cool gig, probably the coolest gig on campus. But um, yeah, so I, w- I started working on uh, at the kitchen. Uh, wiping tables and then started kicking it with uh, the sous chef uh, his name was Jared and I started hanging out at the back of the house then uh, started prepping when he's prepping because I'm just standing around they're like hey do something <laughs> and then one thing led to another I started cooking with him because we'd party Friday night and have to get up in the morning to do the brunch the next morning so that was fun it was all scratch cooking, so it was good for me to learn. And then I just kept working. It was a it was a Christian college, so we went to. I was invited to be on a team to go to New York in 9/11 after right out of after 9/11 to do ministry, and I was responsible to cook for about 30 of us kids. I was like 19, so I am down to cook on the road and like. No, with no equipment and just in random church kitchens. And then I, after college, I couldn't find a job here, so I went back to Hong Kong. Couldn't find a job there, so I, I called my old CEO and say, "Hey, Mary, <clears throat> hey, Mary, is there uh, is there any opportunity over there?" Um, in the states, and she was like, "Yeah, actually, we have found a place called the Carey School, and you would be perfect to be the chef manager there." I was like, "Great, as long as you can get me back over there." So I got uh, I got a J one visa. That's like a training trainee type deal, and then I got into a H one B visa, and then that's when my culinary career kind of became a career. I came back, took the job as a chef manager, and. It was a relatively small account, and I was able to do the gig within reasonable time. The company was small, so they wanted me to go into headquarters to help our controller, Kitty. You're going to hear a lot about Kitty because Kitty is still my business mentor to today. And I met her when I was 25. I am 41, 16 years. I've, I've, I've known Kitty for 16 years. And she is a big part of my journey in every way. Well, anyway, I we I I worked as a chef chef manager at the Carey School, and then I went and moved to um, another school just uh, in the next town called Hillsboro. Hillsboro <clears throat> at a school called uh, Crystal Springs Upland School, and that's where I was introduced to my current employer. But yes, I'm a private chef for one family, single family. I don't cook for anybody else. And I've been doing that for 14 years, kind of part-time, full-time, full-time for like uh, about seven, eight years. So when I was a chef manager at uh, Crystal Springs, my um, 
one of the board of directors. Uh, she asked me if I can cook for one of her friends who just had their second kid, and I was like, "Uh, no, but you came to me speaking in native tongue in Cantonese, Gong Gong Dong Wang." And she asked me, "Hey, come on!" And I was like, "Okay, I'll do it." Now I used to be like 300 pounds. Especially at that time, so I was trying to do anything that I can do to uh, get into the healthy mode, and I was into doing jujitsu back then, rolling around like a giant hippo. Well, I rolled around with an even bigger cat. <laughs> This older gentleman, I tore my meniscus two days or the day before I was supposed to go cook for uh, try it, do the trial for. Uh, And so I call him up and say, "Hey, you know, I tore my meniscus. I won't be able to make it. Would you mind if I call you back when I feel better? Because I can't drive anywhere right now. I had a, what they call a cup tea cup handled uh, meniscus thingy. So they, I couldn't walk. But anyway, so got surgery, got better. A couple months later, I hit him up, and they were still interested." Well, now I know that whole time they were looking for somebody, but for me, I was just hurt. <laughs> but anyway, I went and tried out with them. I went and uh, cooked some Chinese food, Asian food, because uh, you know I I was never tra formally trained doing Chinese food. I might have cooked some at home. I've eaten a lot when in Hong Kong or whatever, but I never really learned at a restaurant or anything to do Chinese food. So I went up there to do what I can do. So I went and bought some frozen wontons and some noodles and busted a can of chicken stock and boiled some veggies. And I think I might have did like some. I don't know. I don't remember. But the wonton soup for sure. And when I was there the first time, I met. And then, and then when showed up, he he came up and shook shook my hand. He said, "Hey," I was like, "Uh, who are you that uh, you call yourself first and last name?" So I, when I left, this is when I had like this Palm Pilot BlackBerry thinging machine that I can search. This is pre iPhone, and I I Googled. One of them was a World Series poker player winner. And the other one is uh, a guy that started a internet company called, and it was him standing in front of a Ferrari, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's the guy!" So I moonlight for him for probably a year and a half, and then I had an opportunity to go open up a restaurant for the catering group I was working for in this old building called the Craneway. It was the Ford building. Uh, in it was a, the old Ford factory in Richmond, California, that uh, an old developer Eddie Orton bought it and remodeled it, and they had they hired our company to run the cat the the restaurant there, and I jumped to the the first opportunity to to move into management. So I went from being a chef manager into a general manager and. With like zero experience, and so like this is when you should know that someone is throwing you into the the fire, and you should put your head hand back down next time. So, and they have a they have a professional name for this. It's called the cat's paw, right? When you get try to get someone to do your dirty work, I was the one that went and did the dirty work. So anyway, I went in there. Um, 
started this restaurant um it turned into a it, it was supposed to be a cafe like uh you know you line up you order your stuff from the menu and you grab a number and you go sit your ass down and they call your number and you come back up and get to get your food that kind of that kind of um oh no 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 it wasn't even that it was supposed to be like you just grab a tray go around grab your stuff pay at the end that kind of cafe but then it turned into like a full-blown restaurant like full full full-blown restaurant full bar happy hour breakfast lunch catering this thing is attached to a 500,000 square foot venue indoor 500,000 square foot so uh we did breakfast with for 500 and that was a small catering the oakland symphony comes in and play and there's 40,000 people that comes in and we run all the booths we did all that we can and we still lost over 300k that year i was devastated to say the least i was in my that was, this was like 2008 i wasn't i was yeah much much younger in my 20s i didn't know what the fuck was going on i i thought it was my fault now i know it's it it, would, it was just that's how the accounting goes you just you have to loot right write down your expenses and no matter how good or bad i did it was supposed to be a loss a big loss but i took it personal being at the boiler house was probably like the deepest darkest time of my life so i left cooking for and went and got my ass grinded at the boiler house so that's no fun because i even I, i quit and they transferred me to head royce i took a pay cut i took a position cut <laughs> i went from being a general manager to a sous chef uh to the owner to the owner's nephew <laughs> that was some deep time dark time of life my life i mean i was uh i had to borrow money i was a general manager for a restaurant and i had to borrow money for it i couldn't get a tire fix on my car so i had to use the company van for months i had no concept of money i was full in debt and i was fat and i was depressed and i was lonely and my light went out of power okay so new battery in the light So hopefully that would be the end of that until we finish this story. <laughs> I let's see where we were at. <laughs> yeah, so the deepest darkest part of my uh the deepest darkest part of my life was uh 2008 over there at the Port Lauz. Well, anyway, um I went back. Believe it or not, I volunteered to go back because the general manager they hire after me sucked a even bigger wiener so i went back interim and i actually went back and talked to the owner and say hey how about i come back again let's do this again well god knew that that would have probably killed me so they transferred me again to be the general manager at this place called sacred heart prep in atherton i was like okay anywhere but there and or at the sous chef at the head roy so i went back to the peninsula and I moved back to uh, Scotts Valley where I went to college when I went to where I went to college Sacred Heart I met uh, a lot of great people Chef Michael there is probably the one that uh, made the most impact in my life because he helped me lose all my weight he helped me lose 100 pounds yeah go go Chef Michael so yeah 
that was that was a journey on its own. Uh, but we don't really have time to talk about that. So the weight loss, and then、um, I got married to my wife Sue, and my life never was the same after that. Got married, I turned, I became, I got my green card, and I, I lost all the weight. I went back to do a catering for a dumpling for. I do that once a year for him, even though after I left him、um, with Sue. <laughs> my be my beautiful wife, and、uh, he was like, "Hey, why don't you come by Monday to the office? To his office. He has a, a venture capital office. Apparently, when I when first started with him again, that's when he uh, had uh, left and started his own thing. So he was like, 'Hey, why don't you come do part time? Just keep doing your thing and come cook.' And、uh, I was like, 'Oh, I am trying to get the hell out of where I was doing.' So Sue was like, 'Sue was like, why, why don't you just、um, ask him if he would give you a full time?' So I went and asked him if he would give me a full time. He's like, 'Well, why don't you write something down and we'll see. Let me go through it with and see what happens.' So in the letter, I kind of expressed that. Uh, when I was growing up, my grandmother was the one that was cooking at the house, and everybody else was out、uh, making money. And at the end of the day, everybody would come home for dinner, and that was the time where everybody get to debrief, have some good family time, just just feel loved and taken care of. And I just want to do that for them. And apparently, that's what they wanted too, because they said, "Okay, how much do you make?" I told them how much I make. I was making, and they match it, and I quit Valentine's Day. Well, the other my last day was Valentine's Day, so two weeks, February first, I quit. I gave him two weeks' notice. After working for them for ten years, I gave him a two weeks' notice, and I was the fuck out of there. Going from corporate to private, it's a huge change. I think that like takes a whole. That's like a whole other podcast, and I think maybe we can stop here. So, just a quick little recap. I went from I was a foreign student needing a job on campus, so I got a job on campus working at the cafe. I started off wiping tables and then working in the back of the house and got good at cooking. Then I needed a job back here in the states, and they were willing to sponsor me. And I got、um, I I got along with the company, moved on, move up, keep moving up, up, up. Met my current boss. At the same time, but left them to do what I thought was better things for me. But it turned out to be like the worst time of my life. Then I got out of it, got myself back into it, and I was gonna go even deeper into it. But something pulled me completely out of it. Found me, matched me with my wife, and I went full time with my current employer, going from corporate to private. So, if any part of this rings any true to you, I think you should. Well, no, hold on. If any part of this ring, like ring, like if you vibe with this story in any way, please let me know. <laughs> and if there's anything you want me to share within the story I share with you, and I will obviously continue to share with you my journey after I went from corporate to private. The, the demon, my own demons that I have to fight, other people's criticism,、um, the feeling like you are not producing enough or you're getting paid too much. I mean, like it, a lot of it go through your mind. 
and you go from working with a team of people to by yourself, you can lose your shit <laughs> in that. But anyway, uh, that's a, that's for another time. Thank you so much for spending the past, uh, I don't know, whatever, half hour with me. Time flies. This is my first recording. I hope um, it works out and it sounds okay. And I'll catch you at the next one. See ya. Yeah.